0: Hey, this is Greg Dulcich. You're listening to Roster Watch. <laughs>
1: Rosterwatch Nation, this is the Waiver Wire Show. I'm Cody Carpentier, and I'm joined by the friendly Trashman. Trashman, it's Waiver Wire Day, and just as the Waiver Wire was getting built, the Waiver Wire Cheat Sheet over at rosterwatch.com was getting built this morning, we had a little breaking news, and the conversation was had right away. Jonathan Taylor looks like he's going to miss two to three weeks with a hand surgery per Jim Irsay at The Athletic. So re-enter the conversation, Mr. Zach Moss. What are your uh, immediate thoughts here on Zach Moss in Indianapolis?
0: I mean, he's a running back two with running back one upside immediately. I mean, and the time, time that he was, you know, filling in for his Jonathan Taylor, I really, it really didn't skip a beat. You know, I felt like if Jonathan Taylor is putting up those numbers, um, you know, we wouldn't be surprised. Zach Moss, somebody who's kind of been kicking around the league for a while, um, you know, found new life in Indianapolis. And I think if you did help, hold on to him or you're able to procure him this week, he's going to pay off in dividends at least for the next two to three weeks.
1: And I think he's a guy, you look back at just those couple of weeks where he played and was the starting running back purely in this backfield, um, specifically the one game against the Tennessee Titans, where he had 165 yards and two touchdowns. They just happen to be playing the Tennessee Titans this week, and they just happen to be 6-5 and and sitting there right in playoff contention. I think they're actually the seventh seed in the the AFC right now. Um, He did have eight carries for 55 yards last week, three targets. And like you said, earlier this year, running back five, running back 10, running back two, running back eight, like the writing's on the wall uh, of exactly how they're going to utilize uh, Moss, and we've seen it even in Taylor. When Taylor started to take over, he's been top ten, top twenty each of those couple of weeks. So he, I would say far and away, he seems like he's the biggest uh, player target this week, right? What, what I, I'm, I think what I put on him on my on my personal side was like up in the forty five fifty percent range as far as Fab left over. Like I don't, I don't think it's close this week.
0: Yeah, I think the only caveat would be just you know, I think prior to finding out that Taylor would you know be back potentially in two to three weeks mm-hmm. i think it was all in on moss i mean if you need to get moss to get to the playoffs i'm i'm I, i'm all on you know having a, a fab of that much but i think if otherwise you know if, if moss is kind of your uh is kind of uh icing on the cake for you right now 40 might be a lot but you know use your own discretion
1: yeah, I like that. Uh, who else here at the running back position? We have a little Devon chain injury. Keep coming up and, and keep being a hiccup here. Uh, Jeff Wilson seems to be uh, the back that's starting to emerge in this backfield a little bit. Um, Jeff Wilson, Roshan Johnson had a good Monday night. I was excited to see that. He had 75 yards, a couple good pass pass pro reps, similar to what we saw at the senior bowl, similar to what we saw through the draft process at Texas. Uh, is there any running backs other than those two guys or around that range that you're interested in this week, or how do you see Jeff Wilson and Roshan kind of uh, coming through the next couple of weeks?
0: I mean, I feel like Roshan is their best pass protector for the bears. I think he's going to get plenty of run, especially if Deontay Foreman misses any more time. I think, you know, between him and uh, Khalil Herbert, they kind of cover all the bases there for Chicago and Chicago could actually, you know, potentially make a playoff run. So, um, I think they'll keep him I'll keep I think they'll keep using him early and often any other running backs I mean Samajé Piran got some unexpected run in the matchup this week I think it might have been just because of the matchup primarily um, a team that is hard to th- harder maybe potentially harder to throw it against in the Browns than it um, was to run against but Samajé Piran got actually quite of unexpected running he's pretty successful in it seems like he's at least leapfrogged um, Jalil McLaughlin as the number two in Denver.
1: That 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 one did shock me, but especially because of the the burst and stuff that we've saw from Jalil McLaughlin earlier this season, and then just to see him kind of putter out and only end up with two snaps this week, that was kind of interesting. Uh, another guy that did make the waiver wire cheat sheet this week was. um uh, Oregon Duck himself, Mr. Royce Freeman, uh, if anybody tuned in to watch the Rams this week, he ended up with 23 snaps, 13 carries, whilst Kyron Williams was the RB1 in all of fantasy in his return in Week 12. Um, they cut Daryl Henderson, brought him back to the practice squad. They rolled out there with Royce and Kyron Williams. Is is there any... Again, he finishes running back 14 this last week, running back 25 in Week 11 with no Kyron. Is there any do you view Royce like is there any any angle of futuristic um standalone value with Royce Freeman or should we just be treating him as like a handcuff like that's kind of where I'm at right now I'm like he's getting the carries. he's like he almost feels like a almost feels like a um a Josh Kelly per se like Josh Kelly right he he, he has a, a games every once in a while where it's like oh running back 12 running back 20 and it's like We've seen him now. Again, he's been on the team for five weeks 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Running back 31, running back 22, running back 40, running back 25, running back 14. Like, I understand it's not high end output, but that is kind of dependable as a flex right now. And I know, again, most of those games were without Kyron, but even with Kyron in the lineup, he was getting some carries. What are your kind of thoughts on Royce?
0: Well, I think, you know, some of that might have been an artifact of the Rams kind of running away with this one. Um, also, I mean like, but there are other guys to me who are kind of in that same vein and you could say like Latavius Murray, um, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, those are both guys who I kind of put in that same kind of basket with Royce Freeman. Um, but the thing is Royce, he's not their goal line back. I mean, like Kyron Williams is going to be on in on the goal line, um, for the most part there for the Rams. So, I mean, I think in a pinch, you know, maybe he's Royce, but, you know, when bye weeks are over, I just don't really see uh, Freeman, you know, serving much purpose on redraft benches.
1: I like it. Uh, let's move to wide receiver. There's a group of guys here that I think is very, very interesting. Brennan Cook's kind of bursted out a couple weeks ago, week 10 with the big 10 target game. And he's kind of just coupled on good performances after good performance. The last couple of weeks, Jaden Reed up in green Bay, looking like the best receiver in the room. Christian Watson finally had a good game. And then Rice, Rashi Rice finally kind of had his breakout, I, think, I guess you could say, this week. Uh, is it one of these guys you prefer over the other? Um, I'm most excited personally for Rashi Rice, but that's I guess just because of the quarterback I feel like right now.
0: I mean, you want to get excited about Rice just because, you know, the team that he's on, the offense that he's in, um, the potential for upside there. But for me, it's probably Cooks just considering his output for the last four weeks. Or so, and being in an offense that's as equally vibe, fantasy viable um, as the Chiefs and the Cowboys, I feel like for me, Cooks offers the highest floor um, mixed with the highest ceiling of that group. I feel like Reed actually is probably going to be your highest floor, but I just don't see him having the kind of ceiling that Cooks and Rice do right now, especially with Christian Watson starting to maybe look like he's coming on.
1: I like that. Um, we talked about a couple of other guys um, in here um, that are kind of they're 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 kind of coming off of injury or dealing with injuries. Demario Douglas, Noah Brown, Josh Palmer. It's kind of a big grouping of guys here. Um, I, I know you talked about At Perry last week. Is there anybody else kind of uh, deeper in here per se that you have a little interest in, or you, or you're kind of you're just stashing? Uh, over the course of the next couple of weeks like i know you've been high on jamison williams with the process of this season as far as um getting that getting him in waivers and stuff and i think he's starting it feels like to me jamison's starting to get a couple of more more opportunities per game i know he's sitting there two three four targets um the air yards are sitting there at about 55 right now uh, and he's not getting more than three targets so i think there's area for him to grow in that but then also i see jalen hyatt i don't know what to make of this jalen hyatt thing 10 targets this last week and he goes over 100 yards with tommy devito is there, is there anybody else you're interested in in this in this big uh, crew of guys
0: i mean jonathan mingo i'm a little bit interested in just because i think he's widely available and because you know that offense is going to change and hopefully maybe for the better um maybe we see them start to take some more shots to jonathan mingo who led the panthers in targets um this week. So I think there's some upside there from Mingo. I really liked him in the um, draft process um, coming into the NFL season. So, him, I like um, Greg Dortch, is getting a lot of targets there in Arizona. Um, I feel like in PPR formats, he's going to be somebody um, worth targeting. And then, as far as Hyatt goes, I mean, I like what I've seen out of Tommy DeVito so far. I mean, I like him more than I've liked. I mean, I like Daniel Jones, and at really any point um, this season, Um, Tommy DeVito, he's willing to take some shots, and Hyatt's the kind of guy you know who you want um, on the outside to uh, you know be the uh, to be the receiver of those of those of those big shots. So Jalen Hyatt, I think it's going to be. Kind of like a Gabe Davis kind of situation, potentially, where, you know, have some big games, but also saw some clunkers too, just, you know, because of the nature of that offense.
1: I brought up Josh, Josh Palmer a minute ago. It does look like he'll be back in the next week or two uh, as well. And we haven't seen enough from Quentin Johnson to really take away anything in that role. So I think Palmer, if you can get him on your roster, also be a big one. I do have a question for you though, trash man. And that is this, this Washington situation um, at wide receiver. It feels like whoever you play in the given week is the wrong guy um, between Curtis, Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin. And I guess I'm speaking in a DFS stance because nobody really has all three of these guys on their fantasy football team. Um, But Curtis, Samuel, Showing to get the targets, right? He had eight in week seven four four one twelve 12 in week 12, right? Jahan Dotson's been up eight, nine, eight, back down to two, four, six. Terry McLaurin all over the board. Do you trust any of these guys rest of season? Um, their schedule, I guess, isn't, it's not terrible. They have Miami this week, then they have a bye, Rams, Jets, Niners, uh, as you go through the fantasy playoffs. Uh, Curtis Samuel's decently high on the waiver wire cheat sheet. Do, do you have any, preference i guess is a a bigger question rest of season
0: in ppr formats i like samuel um i like his floor he's been pretty consistent um in those regards i i think that against miami this week they'll probably take some shots um so i feel like you could roll with you know mclaren or Dotson, and maybe it pays off you but i feel like as far as you know the the least risk will be samuel um, but the most reward would probably be one of the other two. Is I think it kind of depends on your situation.
1: Lifelong Longhorn, he says, "'Tis the season to be grateful. I'm in four leagues. Thanks to y'all. I'm in first in one, second and two, and third in the other. The WaveWire Wire Show and Tradecast helped me get there. Thank you, Lifelong Longhorn." Adam Saylor says to play the song, and Josh says, "'Do you think Aaron Jones plays this week, and do you think JT's actually back in two to three weeks?' I mean... The Taylor stuff's kind of fresh. I don't I kind of have to give it what we got. What do you what do you think about Aaron Jones though?
0: Aaron Jones, I feel like it's yet to be saying I hope he plays this week cuz AJ Dillon it's it's uh, you you feel like you have to play him if Jones isn't in there, but he doesn't <laughs> seem to uh pay off for anybody when they put him in there. I mean, I just don't really see much upside with Dillon. I feel like Jones, I, I still think we need a couple of days before we can really speculate on whether Jones will go. As far as JT, I mean, two to three weeks, that seems optimistic. Um, just, you know, when you think about surgery, you hear the word surgery, two to three weeks seems pretty, pretty optimistic. Um, so I hope you have Zach Moss, if that's the case. I hope you, you, you grab them when you could. Um, and the thing is, too, I feel like be- as bye bi- weeks start to taper down, um, I think you're going to, you know, have some more options. So, you know, hopefully hopefully, you're not in too dire straits.
1: Appreciate the question, Josh. And if you guys are listening or watching along, if you're watching along on YouTube, please click that like button. Click subscribe because we appreciate you for tapping in to all of the live streams during the week. And if you are listening on podcast, please remember to leave five stars there on Spotify. It, we, we greatly appreciate it. So we're to a tight end here, uh, Pat Fryermuth. Pat Fryermuth had, um, I believe, it was right at 60 receiving yards on the season coming into this game against Cincinnati, and he doubled that uh, number in one game. So he had 120 uh, in Week 12 against the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: I feel like a that's ball- what the Steelers were averaging in passing yards <laughs> per game up to that point.
1: I, I think they I think they crested I think the stat was they crested four hundred total offensive yards for the first time, and I think it was fifty eight or fifty nine games or something like that. yeah, which is ridiculous. And again, it's the first game without Matt Canada. And he's used like this. Do you think we can depend on this rest of the season? Like I, this is what we all expected out of Friday muth coming into the season, uh, maybe not to this nine for one twenty level, but some version of this, and now it's kind of the extreme. do you think there's a little bit left in the tank rest of the season?
0: I mean, even if he doesn't, you know, um, perform at that level the rest of the season, if you if you get, you know, two-thirds of that, I think you'll be more than happy at the end position right now considering, you know, the company that he's in. Um, I feel like you'll be able to stream him for the rest of the season. Um, I feel like Pickett needs all the help he can get. I feel like they're, you know, kind of short in the field for him, um, get more success for him. I feel like... Frymouth would be a decent option. As decent an option as really anybody else um, who isn't a top, you know, three, four tight end right now.
1: Vaulted into the starting position this week was Isaiah Likely, a guy that got a ton of conversation before the season because uh, Todd Monkin's going to use two tight ends in Baltimore. Uh, we didn't quite see much out of Likely the first 10 weeks or 11 weeks out of the season as far as the the two tight ends working in this offense, uh, but Isaiah Likely did get vaulted into the starting position this week. He saw 30 routes, and he finished as a tight end 16, catching four of six footballs for 40 yards. He's number two this week. Um, can we expect – do you have any expectations of that rising? Like It seems like Odell in this offense to me has done enough to kind of become more of a security blanket than a likely.
0: Well, it seems to me like they were actually trying to find ways to get Zay Flowers the ball Mm -hmm. in more creative ways, you know, based off this last game. And and Flowers is somebody who honestly, for me, as a team's number one receiver, had been kind of disappointing to me thus far this season. Um, You know, I have him in one of my leagues, and I'm just like, what's the, you know, all this hype going into the season and with this offense, and, you know, I can barely use him. Um, but you feel like you have to use him because he's the number one receiver on the team. So hopefully, you know, he gets that kind of boost. Um, otherwise, I, I think it's kind of diffused throughout those other receivers and nobody gets quite enough to push him over the edge, you know?
1: Is there any other tight ends in this grouping that, really catch your attention um I know Taylor Tyler the Taylor Tyler Taylor, Tyler higby from the Rams had two touchdowns um this weekend this is only his fourth career game with two or more touchdowns hasn't had one since Christmas of last year and then before that uh it was like a year and then it was a year before that so um two touchdowns for him big game five receptions 29 yards not really massive but he did score two touchdowns higby's there I know last week you talked about Juwan Johnson I personally was hoping to see a little bit of Tucker craft and we didn't get to see much of that. Is there anybody else that kind of has your piqued your interest at all tight end?
0: I mean, I still Johnson for me, you know, based off of this last week. I feel like Michael Thomas, you know, the vacuum that he's left has led to some more targets for um John Johnson, who, you know, was kind of useful in the red zone, you know, you know, when he was healthy prior to this. And we know that Derek Card likes the tight end. Um, Likes that kind of dink and dunk kind of passing game. So I like Juwan Johnson. Um, Other than that, um, you know, Chigok Wonko popped a little bit this week, but I think that was kind of maybe more of a game script thing. Um, I still don't think he's going to be a high-yield fantasy producer with that offense.
1: Jordan Love at the quarterback position seems like the guy that's – he showed up the most last week. He had his uh, season high, 69% completion percentage. Um, pretty good game on, on on Thanksgiving there. If you're streaming this week, is there anybody else you'd rather have than Jordan Love, Jordan Love uh, pulling the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football?
0: You know, I, I, I couldn't put him on here because he's a little bit too highly owned, but Russell Wilson I feel like is somebody um, who's starting to – I mean that offense is starting to click a little bit. That team's starting to click, you know, who 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 would have thought, you know, after Sean Payton's start there that that they're actually, you know, maybe even might make the playoffs. Um or at least have a shot at a run. I feel like that offense is starting to um to click there for Russell Wilson. So even though I wasn't able to put him on the waiver wire cheat sheet, I think if you can get him, he's probably I think like 58% owned um in most leagues. I think he's somebody um to consider. Other than that, um, I mean, Baker Mayfield is playing decent ball right now. Um, he's got the weapons, um, and I think in plus matchups, he's somebody who you can definitely consider as a streamer. I like it. I
1: like it. All right. You can get the waiver wire cheat sheet over at rosterwatch.com. you got to become a pro or premium member. It's only nine ninety nine a month, so head on over there and get that. If you are doing your waivers tonight or tomorrow, but trash man, I'm not Alex, but I am going to run through this. Uh, Can you drop it section of the show? And I got about five or six names I want to read off to you because I think a couple of them are interesting. And again, I'm going to be using the trend line from Sleeper, uh, Sleeper Fantasy, where they show you how many thousand times this player's been cut over the last forty eight hours. And I think a couple of these are very, very interesting. Um, Noah Brown, who's been interesting, Noah Brown, who's been injured has been cut in 69.7 thousand leagues. Can you cut Noah Brown?
0: I, uh, you can cut him, but I mean, if you can hold on to him, I think that's probably a pretty good idea, but yeah, you can cut him.
1: Quinton Johnston.
0: Oh, we can cut him. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, that, that was my biggest, um, I guess, prognostication that did not come to fruition this season is quentin johnson what a disappointment
1: i was listening to i think it was lombardi and he was saying that he thought the biggest um, deterrent for quentin johnson breaking out as a rookie was the fact that he was never meant to really break out as a rookie in his current state of of what he's what's what's being forced down his throat as far as opportunities like mike williams getting hurt uh lombardi said he thought um Kind of messed up Quentin Johnston's uh, arc of of or whatever the process the of de- yeah development. There you go. I was trying I was trying to think of the development word, but he he thought that that messed it up the most. So I I don't know. We'll see if he can bounce back in a, in the rest of the season or next year. But um, definitely not looking good currently. Tight end Janu Smith did nothing this week. Can you cut him?
0: Yeah, you can cut him. I I feel like you know he his upside wasn't enough to to hold him on teams
1: Kyle Pitts other tight end in that same room
0: no I don't want to cut Pitts okay um running back
1: Deonta Foreman who did not play on Monday Night Football Bears are going into a bye and Herbert looks like he's back but Roshan got most of the work
0: yeah I think Foreman's cuttable for sure
1: number one on the list Ty
0: Chandler I'm I'm not cutting tie if I don't have to I don't I, I hate Alex Madison. <laughs>